This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt. And David, tell me a little bit about your trip. You guys just got back from Israel, and my understanding is uh, you had a whole bunch of the leaders uh, uh, from around the world, uh, you know, inside the global church, uh, in, inside some of the, uh, you know, from some of the regions that you guys minister to. You also had some supporters from SOM. So tell me a little bit about your trip to Israel. Yeah, Mark, Israel's been close to my heart for many years. And in fact, it, all the way back in starting SOM International, uh, someone asked me, when are we going to Israel? I said, well, by one of these days by God's grace, because that's definitely mm-hmm. deep in the heart of God. And, you know, the church started in Israel and because of persecution, it's coming back to Israel. And so mm-hmm. this was the perfect time. It took us three years to organize this. We, uh, with the pandemic, we had to delay it. And then we were able to get together uh, many of our global directors and strategic mm-hmm. partners. And we had 28 of us. And the Lord blessed us with the perfect tour guide that we get to know today. And, yeah, yeah. And, and Andre, I want to welcome you to the radio show. Yeah, we have Andre here Thank from you, uh, who was a tour guide. So yeah, Andre, tell us about yourself a little bit and the groups that you organize. Yeah, my name is Andre and I'm the co-founder with my twin brother, a travel agency called Twins Tours. And actually God connected us with SOM and David because our heart and vision is to pursue unity between the Western and Eastern churches by building bridges and personal connections. So I was visiting in Phoenix, Arizona through a pastor, met with David, and that was like almost three years ago. And we love how God put all the things together. David's heart was to bring a group to Israel. And we are here in Israel and we connected the living stones and we foster this relationship of mutual blessings and understanding between us to bring and expand the kingdom of heaven, especially among the persecuted church. Well, yeah, Andre, I think you're about to go into it. I wanted you to share too. A lot of people aren't aware that there's Christians, big Christians really since the original church and and your connection of that. And then your story of coming to Christ. And then we want to get into really your book, your story, and what the Lord's led you as a leader and your influence in the Holy Land. So go ahead, tell your story. Yeah, we are minorities among minorities among minorities. We are the Christian indigenous people that lives in the Holy Land. I was raised as a traditional Maronite Aramean Christian. So in the Holy Land, you have to understand that 80% are Jewish. 17% are Muslims, but there is only 2% that are Christians. And who are the Christians? The nominal Christians. Mm. So when it comes to spirit-filled, born-again Christians, is 1% of the 2%. Wow. So the 2% is 150,000. So 1% of that are believers. Wow. And, which is 1,500. And 1% of that are Aramean-speaking Maronite, spirit-filled Christian. So we are a minority among a minority among a minority. So my heritage traces all the way, roots back to almost 1,600, 800 years, surviving numerous persecutions from the early church till today. And I grew up in the old city of the Christian quarter. And I played 
my playground and battleground was the Villa Dolorosa, the Stations of the Cross. And I've seen people coming like from all over the world. You know what is the Villa Dolorosa? The Way of Sorrows, where people remember Jesus going all the way from condemnation to Calvary. And as a young, happy kid playing on these streets, I see people like uh, carrying the cross and coming to Jerusalem and many, many of them got lost in the streets too, because Jerusalem, the old city is like a maze. So they ask me, Andre, where is this? Where is that? Show me like, where is the Holy Sepulcher where Jesus was on the cross? So I took them to their, like show them to their destination. And by vocation, I became a tour guide. And it's my destiny. I, if you are born in the old city of Jerusalem, there's nothing else you can do only to be a tour guide. And by the way, this is also inherited by our, like my father was a tour guide, my grandfather, all the way, the Maronites, the indigenous Christians of Jerusalem, we carry the trade of our ancestors, our fathers. Even, even when Queen Helena came in the fourth century, the earliest tour guides were the Maronites. Even when the Crusaders came, to Jerusalem. The Maronites were able to help them. Even when the British came in 1917, we, the Maronites, can connect with the Western churches because we are Christians. And we have been protectors of Christians from the West to unite them with the body of Christ, with the indigenous, with the persecuted church in Jerusalem, and not only Jerusalem, through West Bank, Palestine, Israel, and all over the Holy Land. Andre, uh, truly, I thank you for bringing that out, how special and what a gift it was that we connected with you. I think Mark could see that, that out of yeah. all the people we could have gotten, you're a unique <laughs> representation in the Holy yeah. Lands. And in fact, you told me, is it's it, correct me if I'm wrong in this, that there's um, over 1,500 tour guides. It's an extensive training, a few years, very hard test. And only 22 of the 1,500 tour guides are Christians. Is that right? Do I remember that correctly? Yeah, that's correct. So that's I think, correct. again, Mark, you'd see how we have wow. a very unique person to represent, you know, the Lord's place and work and how what a small minority they are. And I, we're going to have to go mm -hmm. to a break. I know, Mark, you're going to have to bring us there. But, Andre, mm -hmm. I think when we come back, I, I'd love to he, for you to share with our listening audience the unique story of not only growing up in the Christian environment, but ultimately how you came to that personal relationship and how the Lord's matured you in the Lordship of Christ. And maybe we could talk about even that religious environment, but discovering Christ himself. All right. Well, we're here with David Witt and with Andre. And when we come back, we'll continue the story about growing up in the old city of Jerusalem and having the opportunity to show people day after day the steps of the cross and the holy sites in Israel. We'll be right back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. 
Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. He's the uh, CEO of SOM International. I'm also online with Andre, and uh, we're excited to be uh, here and have Andre as our guest. Um, David, tell us a little bit more about your trip and about the amazing time you had with our global leaders uh, there in Israel. Well, the trip was so much surrounded about Andre, our guide, and he's written a book, which I, we're going to talk about at the end for and encourage people to get. But in his book, uh, Andre, you talk about how you lived. I, I like this part of your story, how you're growing up as a Christian there that has its roots all the way back to the original church and your discovery in the word of God that Jesus was a Jew and how that was a process of you coming to the Lordship and, and even reconciliation with some of the other groups there in Jerusalem. I'd like you to start sharing that spiritual journey of how you came to know Jesus personally. Yes, uh, growing up uh, as a uh, Maronite indigenous Aramean-speaking Christian, and I thought that I was so special because this is my traditional church. And after like graduation from school, I went to university, and uh, the few options we have is Bethlehem. So we went to a Catholic university in Bethlehem, and at age 17, and that was during uh, the Intifada. There was the first Intifada and the second Intifada. There's always riots in the Holy Land. And during the first Intifada in 1987, there was a lot of problems and the atmosphere was depressive. And I see in the university, in the cafeteria, a group of people all the time together and they're happy and smiling. And we have a lot of studies, a lot of books to read, and the situation is so depressive and I was uh, so depressed. And I, every time I enter the cafeteria, they are so happy. So I had the courage to go to them and ask them why you are happy, why you are smiling on the time. They said, we are Christians. I said, I am a Christian too, but I'm not happy like you. There's something more, tell me more. They said to me, you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Like I had pride. I am from the early church. I speak Aramaic, the language of Jesus. I speak Hebrew too. And uh, I'm proud of my tradition. After I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ in my life, because one of the guys told me, repeat this sentence after me. And I repeated the sentence and I accepted the Lord. I felt the complete peace on me. I didn't know that was the Holy Spirit at that time. And all my pride was gone away. And finally, the veil was revealed from my eyes. It's not only about tradition, it's about the personal relationship. And instead of doing riots, and instead of hating our enemies, because Jews were considered to be our enemies, and instead of, uh, like in the university, doing a lot of riots and throwing stones on the soldiers, I was with that group on my knees, praying for my enemies, and the Bible became alive to me. And everything made sense, and my life completely changed after having this personal relationship with the Lord. Okay, yeah, and Andre, you tell you about, you know, again, coming to Christ, and then the Holy Spirit, and how has the Holy Spirit helped you remain a steady witness in the Holy Lands? Yes, and during the Second Intifada, there was more riots taking place, and that was during the bomb attacks. And I was in uh, Jaffa Road, and it was like almost midnight. And remember that like today is 2001, and it was Saturday. And I had a voice coming to my ear, 
Andre, move right now. So I felt there's something wrong because there's so much crowd, you know, every Saturday people go all the way out. And during that was during the bomb attacks. And then the same voice came to me stronger. Andre, move right now. I didn't listen. I'm stubborn. I thought my friend is talking to me. I looked back. He is following me. And then suddenly I felt someone pushing me all the way to the right side and pushing me. I was like really scared. And I looked back. It's not my friend who's pushing me. He is following me. And then after three seconds, a bomb attack took place. 16 people died that night. The first moment I looked at my body to check if I'm complete. I looked all the way and I said, Lord, thank you for saving me. So it was God's hands. I knew there was a calling on my life, but I didn't know what. And then I wanted to run away. But something told me, stand still, do not run away. And I saw all the crowds running to the other side. A second bomb attack took place. Uh. So I knew that was the Holy Spirit telling me, stand still. And I saw that all by my own eyes. And I took a bypass back to the old city, back to where I live inside the, the Via Dolorosa. It took me like seven minutes to be back home. I couldn't tell my mom or my family for the next three months what happened. But... That was the hands of God. That was the Holy Spirit. And from that moment, I decided to dedicate my life to Jesus Christ and fully to walk with him in the spirit. And then God used me later to work among Muslims, to evangelize them, to go to villages in West Bank, to Ramallah and other villages that no one reaches and talk to them about Jesus. And then persecution took place and Many people, we see so many stories and many things happen, how people were got from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. So here I was going to die because of a fanatic Muslim. And God used this incident for me to use me as a witness for them to have life and not to kill themselves, but to find Jesus and have life. So we started something called Hajar Ministries. And we had hundreds, hundreds of Muslims coming to Christ. And they tell us, where are you? We need more of you. Please come and visit us and disciple us. The more persecution you have in your life, the more grace. It's not about numbers. We are minorities, but God always uses the minorities in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and even till today. I know many Christians are leaving the land because of persecution, but pray for those who choose to stay and be light and sold to the lost, to reach the lost people. And I love it, Andre, because you shared with us how the you chose, you've chosen to stay. You've married an American wife of two beautiful children, and you could come and live full time in the United States. But you felt like, no, this is where God has planted you to be his witness in. And also then you connected us. We have so much more to talk about. Uh, we could have hours here. Uh, fortunately, we don't have hours, but we're going to do another episode. And um, and I want to point people, tell people, as we're, Mark's about to close us here, tell people mm -hmm. about where they can find your book, uh, the name of it, One Friday in Jerusalem, I know it's called. But tell us more about where people can find that book and get the rest of your story, too. Yes, in my book, I wrote about my testimony and about my life called One Friday in Jerusalem. You can find it in Amazon. And it speaks about the way of the cross. And for centuries, like Jesus 
walked from Calvary to crucifixion and countless believers walk that route and it's a spiritual pilgrims and it's about uh, also not only about the archaeology not only about the stations of the cross but also about history and how we as believers struggles we have everyone have his via dolorosa everyone have his own struggles mm. to walk mm. that path and then in the end there is hope there is joy and there's life-changing power of the risen christ well, we want to encourage you to step out as you are leading people in a relationship with Jesus, as you're leading in the church. We want you to risk. The Lord calls you to risk for the sake of the gospel. Hey, if you want to help out this podcast, you can help us out by subscribing to it, by sharing it with a friend, by leaving a comment. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to answer your comments. If you have questions for us, please let us know. At Risk Radio and SOM International are crowdfunded ministries. So that means we're supported as you sign up to be a monthly donor or as you buy books in the bookstore. You can visit the SOM Bookstore at www.spiritofmartyrdom.com. Until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.